1: Well, after a full decade of searching for a pair of ruby slippers worn by Judy Garland in The Wizard of Oz that were stolen from uh, Grand Rapids, they've been found. And the FBI is conducting a press conference right now. We are going to take it live on The Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk one oh seven one. Here we go. We're going to listen and then we will talk
2: to come see me we'll see what we can do um this is as i said a little unusual with a pending investigation that we've got so we tried to be as detailed as we can with the details that we've got so all right one minute
1: Oh, one minute. All right. Okay, so we're that's oh, a very one go. minute off the stage. Okay, so we're gonna we'll take that in progress in about a minute when the person who was talking actually talks. <laughs> um but Bradley, why don't you give us kind of the, the nuts and bolts of this story so people know what to listen for?
3: Broken glass, a single red sequin on the floor, so began a thirteen year old mystery. 13 years ago uh actually so uh the pair of slippers that judy garland wore in the wizard of oz movie one of the remaining pairs i think there are only four known surviving pairs was stolen from the uh museum in grand rapids in judy garland's hometown 13 years ago and it looks like the fbi has nabbed the fever yeah it's called the Thief. Thief. Yeah, I think Mm -hmm. that's what we call that.
1: Perpetrator? Perpetrator. The perp has been.
3: The perp has been traded. Mm -hmm. And uh, the FBI is giving a press conference live in Brooklyn Center. Uh, There is a box with a black velvet uh, drapey drape which makes me believe we are going to see the, the ruby slippers. slippers for the first time in 13 years. Now these were owned or are, are owned by a Hollywood collector by the name of Michael something. I think it's Michael Bennett. Anyway, I could have that wrong, but he's an like uh, like he's 70-some year old collector lives in Hollywood North Hollywood. And um, they were on loan to the museum in Grand Rapids. And when they were stolen and nobody has figured out in the 13 years where they were until apparently recently, uh, and I, I feel like we're on good, uh, good ground to actually see those slippers um, today.
1: OK, two quick questions, because I've heard people ask these questions. OK, I'll ask them both and then you can answer both them both. Have the answer. You do. I know you do. Okay. Number one, why? Why Grand Rapids? Number two, why is the press conference then in Brooklyn Center?
3: Looks like somebody's coming up to talk. Should we, uh, yeah. we want to go and then I'll answer those questions? Yes.
0: I'm Jill Sanborn. I'm the Special Agent in Charge of the Minneapolis Division of the FBI. I'm joined today by United States Attorney Chris Myers from the District of North Dakota and Chief Scott Johnson from the Grand Rapids Police Department. Today's announcement is a little bit different than announcements we normally do in that this is still a very, very active and ongoing investigation. So we'll be fairly limited in what we can say today. But we wanted to share what we believe is a very significant milestone in our case with you, as well as seek the assistance of the public in this investigation. Before I get started and why you all came here, I would be remiss if I didn't say thank you to some folks. I want to thank my folks, as well as our state and local partners, our federal prosecutor, all those that helped us in this case. Multiple individuals inside the FBI across different divisions, our FBI laboratory, and our art crimes team back at headquarters. Their dedication and persistence with my folks here in Minneapolis helped us achieve this significant milestone today. So now why we're here. We're here today to share with you the recovery of one of the most significant and cherished pieces of movie memorabilia in American history. Dorothy's Ruby Slippers from the 1939 movie The Wizard of Oz. Those slippers were later stolen in 2005 in Grand Rapids, Minnesota. So a little bit about the slippers. There were multiple pairs of slippers used in the filming of this movie. However, only four today are known to exist. One, arguably probably one of the most cherished um, exhibits in the Smithsonian. A second pair was purchased by some Hollywood actors and later donated to the Academy of Arts and Sciences. A third pair is in the possession of a private party not on public display and then the fourth pair is the pair that we're here today to discuss. That pair was owned by a collector who donated it to the Judy Garland Museum in Grand Rapids and they were stolen from that museum overnight August 27th 28th of 2005 never to be seen publicly until today. Last summer, working very collaborative with our local partners in Grad Rapids, we received a new tip and some information that we diligently pursued. Lots of interviews, several searches, only to later lead this summer to the recovery of these slippers. This is a significant milestone, and we wanted to share that today. While we've gathered lots of information on this case, we believe there's lots more to give. There's always intelligence that can be gleaned from the actual theft, to the motive and helping us piece that puzzle together. Our hope today is that folks that are watching this, if you know something about the theft, something about where these slippers have been the last 13 years, that you come forward and you share that with us. In reading some of the lead up to this in the newspapers today, uh, one of the lines really struck me and has stuck with me throughout the day. And that was, not only were these slippers stolen, but the memories of a lot of Americans were stolen back in 2005 and we hope today that we give those memories back. Without any further ado, I'd like to introduce the United States Attorney, Chris Myers.
2: Thank you. Again, my name is Chris Myers. I'm the U.S. Attorney for the District of North Dakota. Uh, The Department of Justice has asked our office to handle this particular investigation and work with the FBI. We have a team uh, working this office uh, out of our Fargo office. Um, And when we started this investigation, there were two goals. One was the recovery of the slippers, and two was to find those responsible for the theft and hold them accountable for this particular scheme. And today we've reached that first goal the recovery. And it's a great day. And I want to congratulate uh, the FBI. And Grand Rapids Police Department, and all of the partners that helped these agencies along the way make it to this. If you guys are just
3: joining us, we're listening to a live press conference from the FBI in Brooklyn Center about the ruby slippers that were recovered uh, that had been stolen from Grand Rapids, Minnesota. This is an ongoing
2: investigation, so we won't talk about the facts of our investigation. And we will follow those facts where they lead and draw up charges as appropriate and if appropriate at a later time while we can't talk about the facts I'll talk about art crime just briefly in a general fashion why it's important for us to investigate and prosecute these crimes there's a certain romance in these types of schemes sometimes sophistication But at the end of the day, it's a theft. And this type of theft could be described as rampant. There's about 8,000 items of art or cultural property on the FBI's national list. These types of offenses not only deprive the owner of the property, but all of us.
1: All right, we are going to take a quick break here. We are carrying live the press conference. About the stolen ruby slippers. I think, I know, I'm like, show the slippers, show Show the the slippers. slippers! In any case, uh, what we're hearing right now is two representatives from the FBI talking about uh, the case that involves this pair of ruby slippers that were stolen in 2005 from a museum, the Judy Garland Museum in Grand Rapids. Of course, that's where she was born. uh, And that's why there's a museum there for Judy Garland. In any case, we are going to, we'll pay attention to it in the break. We're going to share what we learn and perhaps Some more audio with you on the other side of this break on My Talk 107. Well, in the last segment, we were carrying the press conference regarding the location of the stolen ruby slippers that were stolen from the Judy Garland Museum. In Grand Rapids. And we are currently now no closer to knowing exactly what happened than we were. When no, we but began. we saw the slippers. This is true. Yeah. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And uh, Bradley, can you just say what you said in the break? This is
3: like Al Capone's vault, although technically there was something in the dumb vault. But here's the thing that I'm frustrated with. So we just went live. We're like, They said there's going to be an FBI news conference at one o'clock regarding the stolen slippers. They've been recovered. Everybody's reporting it. They have this press conference. They bring up, you know, the local, the the Minneapolis FBI in Brooklyn Center has a press conference. They bring up the FBI person, then the local FBI person from Fargo, North Dakota, which is that near Grand Rapids like would that be Grand Rapids jurisdiction I'm assuming? Must. Field I Field office close or something. Enough, yeah. Anyway, I don't even know where Grand Rapids is, frankly. And
1: then there was the police chief of Grand Rapids. Yeah, so they have also- all the- I mean they've got to have all the officials.
3: Three officials come up and speak and not one of them, unless I miss something ladies, not one of them said how they came into possession of those
1: slippers. No, they keep on just saying they found them. They
3: like- found them and they showed them so we know they have them and they're awesome and At the moment the press conference ended, they they had the media around the slippers to take photographs and they repeatedly said that they wanted people to take uh, uh, to let them know if there was any mm, information that the public had regarding what happened to the slippers and who was responsible for stealing them, um, that it is still an active investigation so they couldn't give many details. But like, For could you at least tell us details? how you f- did somebody show up on the doorstep yeah. of the FBI? Click, click, click. There's no place like home. Yeah. I mean, how did this all happen? I have so many questions and I'm too. kind of uh, ticked at the uh, FBI. shouldn't be ticked because you don't want to tick off the FBI. Man.
1: Let me uh, let me give you one answer to one of your questions, Bradley. OK, Grand Rapids is located in. Uh, Just kind of northwest of Duluth. Uh, It is uh, right below Hibbing in Virginia. It's in that sort of Iron Range area. So that's where you would find yourself in Grand Rapids. It is not near the border of, it is closer to the border of like Wisconsin and Lake Superior than, than, uh, than, fargo
3: it it could be that the fargo maybe for some reason everything north of the twin cities is in that jurisdiction Mm -hmm. who knows but i thought initially like maybe were they found in in that that guy was the same darn thing so we don't know in fact i got a text from a friend during the break who was like is this a joke
1: yeah and i'm like yeah i want to know the same thing i I (laughs) had
3: we not seen the slippers i would have postulated perhaps the FBI took us on a wild goose chase, right. but at least we know the, si- slipper's
1: the slippers is safe.
3: I did send a message over to the museum in Grand Rapids to see if they would join us to talk, so fingers crossed that at some point maybe we'll talk to them directly. Uh, and I did leave a, a message this morning with the FBI. Oh yeah, I did. Can because
1: you can you reenact that for yes. us? Because from what I understand, you sounded incredibly professional. I was very
3: professional. Because when you okay. call the FBI, you don't want to be like, I hey,
1: I hear you got them slippers. I do a radio show. Can you do your, can yeah. you so sit I said, and do it?
3: Good afternoon. My name is Bradley Trainer from My Talk 1071. We are a all-talk pop culture radio station in the Twin Cities. And we are looking for information regarding the press conference that will be held today at 1 p.m. in the Brooklyn Center headquarters of the FBI regarding the stolen ruby slipper. From the Wizard of Oz. And it was at that moment when those words came out of my mouth that I thought, wow, wow.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: 43 years old, yep. and here you are. This
1: is what I'm doing.
3: <laughs> You're sitting Can in we? a cubicle <laughs> talking to a voicemail over at the FBI about some ruby slippers that were stolen 13 I mean, years ago. Is
1: it so far from what you from thought from a you'd a be
3: seeing? In Grand Rapids, Minnesota.
1: There are a couple other things that um of note around this case for me. Number one, that the police chief of Grand Rapids um really made it sound like this was at the top of their docket for a very long time, which ma- makes me feel like there's not much happening in I mean
3: we should all be still so lucky. Also,
1: who knew that the FBI um had so many people for whom this was their life's work, finding these stolen pieces of what they're calling, you know, art or, or um, memorabilia. Um, you know, when, when somebody says they... We took
0: it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. No Carved it in the blood of our box. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become?
1: Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2.
3: Play it now with Game Pass.
1: This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24 7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quitgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I work for the FBI. You've got this sort of sexy, glamorous idea of what that means and the kinds of crimes there. I, they're you know working on. The Ruby Slippers.
3: Yeah. It's kind of amazing. I would like to uh, challenge a headline that I just saw. What was that? Um, Oops. Oops. Sorry. Sorry. Quiet. Oh, actually, it said details and police reveal details and discovery of stolen Wizard of Oz slippers. This was actually saying police to reveal. Yeah.
1: Well, no, they Uh, did not. They
3: did not. And I was going to take issue with the article if they were saying they did reveal because nothing was revealed. They revealed the slippers. So to be fair, Mm -hmm. we can see that the slippers do exist. Uh, to your point, no, they don't have actual rubies on them. Now, you had two questions previously. Yes. Me.
1: Number one was why uh, why Grand Rapids? And I think we've um, we've answered that, that that's where the birthplace of Judy Garland. And there is a Judy Garland Museum there. They celebrate Judy Garland Days. It's a big deal.
3: Yeah, for sure.
1: Why Brooklyn Center? Oh, Brooklyn Which Center. Which is where they held the uh, press conference. That's
3: our FBI headquarters. There you go. Now Minneapolis. Minneapolis. For some reason, Brooklyn Center is where they're at.
1: Can I just give you a couple details? The only details we actually know Mm. about the case regarding the Ruby Slippers. This is how the heist took place Uh, in 2005. The slippers were taken from the Judy Garland Museum, uh, in August when somebody gained entrance by breaking the window on an emergency exit door and then broke into the small display case, which held the slippers. Uh, and they, the investigators estimate that this smash and grab took no longer than 45 seconds. So that's, you know, how quickly somebody was able to gain access to the museum and get in this display to grab those shoes and run now if you them. were
3: a real investigator colleen you would have already figured this out uh, or attempted to can i ask you again what was the date and time that these were stolen
1: it was in august of 2005 in the evening hours so your first question
3: should have been bradley trainer
1: yeah where was bradley trainer on this august, date
3: 2005 Thank you. and every other homosexual out there who mm-hmm. knows you know uh the Wizard of Oz backwards and okay, forwards. For the
1: record, Bradley, you didn't even know where Grand Rapids was. True. So I'm- or
3: did I? Oh.
1: Dun-dun-dung!
3: Okay. Did you say dun-dun-dung?
1: I meant to say dun-dun-dun, so, but that happened.
3: The Smithsonian apparently uh, assisted the FBI in uh, this particular case. Uh, insofar as the actual um, the FBI is concerned, I found this video... Uh, From the FBI that says conservators at the Smithsonian Institution's National Museum of American History assisted the Minneapolis division of the FBI in the case. Um, The museum analyzed and compared the recovered slippers with a pair that had been part of the Smithsonian Hmm. collection since 1979.
1: Okay, so they were basically trying to... uh Check the authenticity of the ruby slippers that were found. Yeah. Uh, to make sure that they were indeed the ruby slippers.
3: And by the way, these shoes, this pair, uh, were known as a traveling pair.
1: Hmm. Also, we were insured for $1 million. Yeah. So, this is a huge piece of history. If anybody
3: actually tells us anything, we'll let you know. Yeah, right. We're sorry for wasting your
1: time. Well, somebody else should be sorry for FBI. wasting our time. Now, when we come back, we've got D bags for you. No, appropriate. Mm-hmm. After this. All right. Before we get to those celebrities behaving badly that we call d-bags on the Colina Bradley Show on my Talk 1071, streaming live at myTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, everything Ruby slippers. Mm. Bradley has Breaking found news. some information.
3: Yeah, I have got the story that the FBI could have shared with us during this press conference, but didn't regarding how this all went down. They showed us the slippers. The slippers have been recovered. One of many, uh, I should say one of just four pairs that are remaining, stolen from the Judy Garland Museum in 2005, recovered on display for the press conference in Minneapolis today. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. Well, the question we had was, okay, fine, you don't want to tell us like who did it. That's okay, because you need to figure all that out, and there's an active investigation. Well, how did you get them?
1: That's what I want to know. Did they just
3: show up like...
1: Yeah, did uh, you open the, the door, Wizard of Oz drop them <laughs> down? Like, did a house drop on them? What? I'm the most powerful <laughs> Oz!
3: No, here's what happened. According to the FBI, which they just released a story. I'm like, why couldn't you have said this? Yeah. During the press conference. In the summer of 2017. Okay. 12 years after the theft, an individual approached the company that insured the slippers mm saying he had information about the shoes and how they could be returned. Quote, uh, according to uh, the FBI, when it became apparent that those involved were in reality attempting to extort the owners of the slippers, Mm -hmm. uh, Grand Rapids police were requested or Grand Rapids police requested the FBI's assistance Mm -hmm. after a nearly year long investigation with invaluable assistance from the FBI's art crime team, the FBI laboratory and field offices in Chicago, Atlanta, and Miami. The slippers were recovered during an undercover operation in Minneapolis. Cool. The plot thickens. Agents from the FBI's Minneapolis field office recovered those slippers. And transported them to the Smithsonian where they needed to make sure that those were the slippers and right. that nothing had happened to them. And I can tell you some other things about them. But most importantly, the, the key is, and I'm I, again, why didn't you tell us this during the, the press conference? This is conference? what we wanted! Uh, that there was a sting operation in Minneapolis this summer, earlier this summer, that led to the Last recovery. Last summer. Well, it was in the summer of 2017 that they were first made aware. And there was a year-long investigation. And then early this This summer, summer, they were recovered during an undercover operation right here in Minneapolis. So one of you queens had them slippers. Very likely, Colleen. I don't know this to be true.
1: But the perpetrator could be
3: listening to us right this very moment. 651 Bradley Trader
1: hypothesizes.
3: No, but seriously, if they were recovered in Minneapolis, that means somebody in Minneapolis had them. It means somebody who stole them could be in our audience right now. Call us.
1: And I know, seriously, that person's neighbor was looking through their shades when that person got hauled away by the FBI. I know you were. You can call us, too. Tell us what you saw. So, frankly,
3: I I will just say that, like, the, the problem that I have with any of this is unless you're like doctor no or some sort of bond villain that's a bond villain Mm -hmm. i know you haven't seen many bond movies but um, i thought
1: maybe it was just like your podiatrist or something
3: or like never mind Mm -hmm. unless you're uh, uh you know a bond villain what is the point of stealing something which you can never show to anyone
1: i've thought about this before when we've talked about large pieces of art whether it's art or hollywood memorabilia or anything like that right like when something gets stolen from a museum and it's a piece that everybody knows, that everybody would recognize, etc., what are you going to do with it then? Yeah. Like, I mean, where does it go then?
3: If I were like a billionaire... um Bond villain, then I would have an entire building full right. of stuff that I have stolen f- that means something from cultural, and it, for me it would be all pop culture history. And people would be like, oh my god, all these things are going missing, and I'm like... Hey, yeah, hey. but how
1: are you turning it into money? Do you see what I mean? I
3: wouldn't turn it into money because I'd be a billionaire Bond villain. I wouldn't need to turn well, sure. it into money. Sure,
1: there you money. go. You guys, a hobby. You guys are thinking too practically. No, You're we thinking know. too middle class. We're applying logic. Yeah, no, I'm
3: thinking pe- like a billionaire Bond villain. I want to have a giant hall of pop culture rem that nobody can see except for me.
1: Well, that's it, Bradley. You have these <laughs> priceless possessions and nobody else has them but you. And you get to enjoy them in your own personal space. Because I've always thought about that. If you have a priceless piece of art, say you have a Picasso in your possession, naturally, I think all of us would probably be like, well, we want everyone to enjoy this yeah. piece of art, so we're going to give it to a museum. But not all people are like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. Some true. people just want to be selfish just and have it above their around. toilet.
3: Yeah, that would be really unfortunate if you had like the Mona Lisa above your toilet.
1: Well, for so many reasons, you know, she watches you wherever you are. Oh, yeah. She's going to shame you. Okay. But honestly, because I think when I don't know, my mind is like my mind goes to this place where if you're going to steal something in the first place, you're doing it because you want financial gain from it. Right. So then what then? You know, I feel like that's a very small sect of the population who wants to sit and enjoy something for their own you know, by themselves, that's, that to me seems less likely than the person who goes, those things are worth a million dollars. I'm going to take them and then I'm going to be a millionaire. Well, you're not really, you just have something that's worth a million dollars that you can't tell anybody you have.
3: Yeah.
1: I, am I dumb? I mean, no. cause it just doesn't make sense to me. But how again, you turn that if over? you're a bond
3: villain, a billionaire and you've got like a secret lair, I'm going to have a hall of treasures. And in my hall of treasures is going to be one of them dumb pair of slippers, uh, what else is in
1: your Hall of Treasures? Oh
3: God, the wheelchair that Joan Crawford rode around in on who, whatever happened. To, I could probably buy that anyway, but you know, like that kind of stuff.
1: <laughs> I mean, Bradley, you've already started your collection with a perfectly goes, legally <laughs> obtained outfit of Zac Efron's from the movie Dirty Grandpa. Did you say
3: you you made sure to say legally? <laughs> I obtained. did say okay, legally okay, obtained. But uh, this happens already.
1: all the time. You guys know that there's vaults in Switzerland well, yes. where people hold priceless works of art in the vault and they're never seen yeah and yes this, i just people think people but it's just so i would create weird. a big
3: gallery but only for me mm-hmm. and a few chosen people most of whom i'd have to kill after i showed them because they would be i'm sorry colleen but you would have to go if i if just you wouldn't, i it. don't
1: even think i need to come to your museum and I'll there would be dinner. like
3: there would be electric <laughs> eels underneath Okay, and yeah, I would you're open that a trap door. Yes. We're in <laughs> Bye, no, Colleen.
1: Continue, continue with this. Is this on one of your private islands, Bradley, or yes, is this a landlocked location? It's there- going to
3: look like you know, like a Royal Caribbean cruise port. But oh no, you go around the corner in the alley and knock three times. Bzz, my giant lair open. Yeah, there's uh-huh.
1: actually sharks with laser beams attached to their heads circling the island.
3: Lasers. Okay,
1: that was fun. Thank you for taking us on that journey. You're welcome. Do we even need to talk about D-Bags at this point? <laughs> I mean, or are we just still in Ruby Slipper Fanny I feel land? like that's the biggest fanny? story of the day. D-
3: fanny? What did you say?
1: I meant to say Fantasyland.
3: Fannyland? Mm-hmm. Fantasyland. No, I think that's, uh, honestly, for a lot of us, <laughs> the biggest story of the I mean, it saying. kind of is. Also, There's kind of- a bunch of like crusty old politicians yelling at each other in Washington, which yeah. you're more than light welcome to go listen to, but I kind of feel like this is the better story. We
1: needed to talk about the happy times. The ruby slippers have been found. By the way, uh, I wanted to tell you I've been doing some research on the Judy Garland Museum. In my mind, the Judy Garland Museum was a very large museum full of... No. No, it's it's a house. It's her house. Yeah, it's her childhood home, which I didn't realize. And trust me, I love this kind of museum because it's, uh, you know, they've set it up so that it looks like an approximation of what it may have looked like at the time when she was born. Um, And that to me looks like a whole lot of fun. But I just wanted people to know if you were driving to Grand Rapids and expecting to see the world's largest Judy Garland collection, that's not what you're going to get. And it's in a neighborhood and it's a house. Yeah, yeah, no, this
3: is literally just her childhood. home. Yeah,
1: I had no idea. I mean, I really had no idea. In fact, actually, I just realized I drive through Grand Rapids when I go to uh, the place where most of my family is from. And uh, I didn't even realize it. didn't even realize I was driving right through.
3: I will say also there's like an additional building that they uh, have like a child's. uh, What do they call it? Like a childhood discovery museum, mm-hmm. yeah. So the, I mean, there's all sorts of stuff going on, and uh of course they have Judy Garland days. And
1: when is when when are when is our Judy Garland days? When
3: when is our yeah. Judy Garland days? Well, I will say it's called the Wizard of Oz Festival. Okay, it's June 14th through the 17th this so year. We've
1: gone ahead and missed that. Now.
3: Yeah. Uh, they have a musical history event. They have a Rat Pack dinner. I want to go to that. They have Judy Garland's Miracle Year Part One, Judy Frank and Dean. I have an idea. Young Performers Edition.
1: Do you think we could maybe talk the higher ups into allowing us to broadcast from Judy Garland days? I mean, I'm fine with that, but okay, well, do you? We'll work on that. We'll see what happens. You think they would let us? Probably not, but no. we're going to, not for lack of trying. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, on My Talk 1071, we've pushed so many things aside. I don't even know what we're doing. Bradley, do you have a.
3: Yeah, oh, I, I absolutely know okay. what we're doing. Right now, what we're doing is Lord and Lady Douchebag when we return. Oh, sounds like Because fun. you need some douchebags you need in some your life. You
1: need some D bags uh, after this. All right, okay, finally, 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 we will get to celebrities behaving badly on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. Uh-huh. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything, what's entertainment. That? Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And uh, we call those celebrities behaving badly D-bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. I'm going to need to warn Busy Phillips. You are on notice. Busy Phillips, you are officially on notice. Um, So I've kind of always thought Busy Phillips was kind of adorable. She's like a massive, massive influencer on Twitter and Instagram. Right? The actress Busy Phillips.
3: Well, I mean, sh- yeah.
1: Yes. So she, um, but she's dangerously close to goop territory. Oh, no. Why? Poor Kay. Well, she's been having, I know you feel terrible about this, some troubles with her sinuses. What? So, <laughs> yep, she's been having sinus okay, trouble. I did not know that. And she wants us to know that she has gone to great lengths to try to clear up this sinus trouble because uh, the ear, nose, and throat doctors weren't doing the trick. So she has, in oh, God. fact...
3: Oh, God. Don't tell me it's homeopathy
1: Oh, it's worse. I don't understand the the science of this, but she has decided to clear her uh, sinuses by way of her yoni. Uh,
3: She wants us to know that that she
1: has tried uh, the yoni steaming um, that is touted by... She's steaming her her. Mm
3: wahina to fix her sinuses. Can I ask you a question? Yes. uh I am not very familiar and haven't been since 1992 with female anatomy. Mm -hmm. Is your sinus cavities in your hoo-ha?
1: Now, my gut feeling is that no, the two are not even remotely connected. Being that they're two different areas of your body... I know that there's lots of pathways in your body. Things like you might not think about, like your ears and your throat. Those are kind of all connected.
3: Yes, ear, nose, and throat. All connected.
1: Yoni. I don't think your yoni. I don't think the yoni bone is connected to. (laughs) Don't say yoni bone. (laughs) In any case, for a
3: number of reasons. I mean, do
1: you think that the mindset was to just blast up? I think that might and be just, and like maybe it would just like yeah we'll like when just you sit drive over the Vicks things
3: vapor rub down there
1: and then it'll just sort of run out your nose. <laughs> yeah. Is that how it works? Yeah. Well, maybe we'll write an article for Goop about that. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. In any case, she said, uh, "I steamed my yoni. I'm telling you, we got the heat going." She said, um, and then she she also tried a four-handed massage. She also she tried a number of different. Uh, uh, modalities, uh, as, they, as they say. She also did a chamomile tea anima. Oh,
3: God. You know, what? okay, can I yes. just say All something? All
1: in a bid to clear her sinuses. Y'all, let me, can <sighs> I give you, I got one tip for you, okay? One tip. Go to the drive-thru at Ye Old Taco Bell, ask for the fire sauce, tell them Colleen sent you. <laughs> I'm sure it'll work.
3: I can't wait till we bring back humorism and bloodletting.
1: Oh, and leeching. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. These are all things that 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 they used to do uh, in ancient days. What's the thing where they drill the hole in your skull?
3: Yeah, that too. That's mm-hmm. to let out evil spirits. Yeah.
1: So mm-hmm. There's a couple people that could get in line for that. <laughs> i just saying. Yeah. I
3: mean, you know, the good news is evolution has a way of taking care of itself <laughs> because I'm going to keep my mouth shut.
1: In any case, I would just, she says that it all works. Evolution is a self-cleaving up. Okay, so we're, 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 you know, we're laughing
3: because we're relatively um, informed people who have paid attention to stuff like this because celebrities say dumb things like this and we talk about why that's not important because we've actually done the reading and know that there's science out there, blah, blah, blah. The dangerous thing is that there are a lot of young people or just people who kind of can't be bothered with, you know, doing the, the knowledge finding themselves. You Mm -hmm. know, like if I love a celebrity and they say something, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I'll follow that up with actual footwork, Mm -hmm. finger work, mostly Mm -hmm. click, 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 click. Oh, maybe not. A lot of people don't do that. Mm, And what's dangerous about what Busy Phillips does is that there are going to be a lot of people like, I got to do that yawning, steaming, and then some lady's going to get an infection down there Mm -hmm. and die. Mm -hmm. I know I'm being a little, um, you know, uh, pants on fire, but. Could well, happen. I would imagine
1: if you were steaming your yonis, it that's would feel chance. like your pants would be on fire. Yeah, I, When you find yourself in a situation where you are, um, when the Daily Mail writes about you, they have to actually also include a warning that yoni steaming is ill-advised. When the Daily Mail has to tell you that, Busy Phillips, because that's what I'm reading, is this article from the Daily Mail, and the Daily Mail has included a warning as to why you should not try intimate steam cleaning. Okay? I mean, it's just I, it's Can so I also bizarre. just say, listen, I was trying yeah. to iron the other day, and the no, steam was hurting no. my hands. I don't want any of that heat anywhere near my bits and pieces. Well, mostly because me?
3: it's, yeah, mucous membranes. Oh. yeah,
1: But also, ow, that is a sensitive area. Well, that's what I'm
3: saying. It's a very tender spot. Yes. Mm -hmm. okay so
1: don't Mm -hmm. do it you guys don't do it it won't also logic I mean it doesn't how's that going to clear your sinuses well it's
3: because people okay so here's the thing about it is the thing about it is you got all these people out there who are like you know and it comes from a very good place because they're like I don't want to take a bunch of drugs for my sinus problem Uh that's I don't want to have to take a prescription because that just sounds like you know then I got to be on drugs and I got to do the thing and pharmaceuticals and blah 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 okay so You know, um, it's good to be skeptical of things, but like that doesn't mean you go from like, do I really need to take an extra prescription or is there a better way to deal with my sinus problems like a neti pot, for Uh example, which is a wonderful way that doctors would probably tell you to do where you drain your sinuses with water, like clean water. Right?
1: Yeah. Or or you might like consider that perhaps there's something dietary going on that's causing inflammation in your nasal cavities. I don't know. I don't know that the first place I'm gonna stop on the train yeah, let's is that my a Yomi. fire in my
3: cooch. No. Yeah.
1: All right. I've said my piece on that.
3: Okay. Oh, did you want me to give you a D bag too? I wish you
1: would. Although don't do that either, by the way. Just generally don't, <laughs> okay. don't we get do that deeper, in the Yoni area.
3: Before we get any deeper yes, in the story. thank you.
1: No mm-hmm. pun intended.
3: Aretha Franklin's family says um, the pastor's eulogy was offensive and distasteful. Uh-huh. We don't have a lot of time to go through the story, but no doubt you've heard the story about uh, Aretha Franklin's uh, eulogy from Reverend Jasper Williams Jr., where he uh, he talked about a number of things. One of his remarks uh, was about black women being incapable of raising sons alone. He said his contact his comments quote
1: were taken out of context. Yes. No, because you said them in context, and so and then people heard that and then they he reacted.
3: Described the idea of children being raised without a father and a mother. Uh, the father, by the way, is the provider. And the oh. mother as the nurturer.
1: By the way, he's saying this at Aretha Franklin's funeral, funeral who it, who provided quite a bit.
3: He said that the uh, idea of children being raised without a provider father and a mother as a nurturer uh, is basically abortion after birth. No,
1: <laughs> no, no I laugh no, no, because no. it
3: is so absurd that on this you know glorious of days, glorious. glorious most glorious of days that you would take to the podium oh uh religious figure one and talk about something that amounts to nothing of why you're there right Right? like why are you talking about that yeah that's at aretha franklin's funeral it's like me going on a tirade about gwyneth paltrow's yoni steaming at uh your funeral
1: I mean actually that makes a little sense. Yeah, it kind of does. Yes. <laughs> Sadly. No, you're right though, Bradley. And it wasn't just that. I mean there he there he's there's a lot of headlines around Aretha's funeral that have nothing to do with the fact that Aretha was being memorialized. Well, I think
3: Aretha would have been I'm surprised she didn't send down a thunderbolt or something. I'm,
1: it may be coming. It could be Just slightly delayed. If I were him,
3: I'd be looking both ways before I cross the street.
1: Exactly. All right. Hey, Bradley, uh, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, um, you may realize that today being the day after Labor Day is the first day of school for, oh, so many children. Do do I know it. Across the nation, children are going back to school today. And typically what you hear is the rejoicing of parents. Many parents... um, you know, singing songs together, maybe meeting at bars, coffee shops, celebrating the fact that school has begun again. I've discovered that I might be on an island by myself. Oh. Because I hate when the kids go back to school. Yay.
3: Really? Okay.
1: Yeah. I want to hear more. I will tell you more about that when we come back. And, um... Yeah, and if you feel like letting me know that you're on my island, just let me know because it would be really kind of nice to just know I'm not all by myself. We'll talk about that after this on My Talk 107.1.